Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. Our guest is my longtime close friend, accountability partner, Stephen Adams from Legacy Church in Harlem, Georgia, is with us on the line. Steve, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here. Good to be here. Stephen and I met in seminary, built that friendship, lived close to each other in uh, the Rosemont Apartments there at, at the seminary. And just really, our hearts resonated with similar perspective on life. Even though I'm a Southern Illinois boy uh, and you're a, a Georgia farm boy, I'm very grateful for his friendship. He's married to Cheryl, and I was uh, honored to be their best man, his best man. And they have five children, Emma, Dougie, Caleb, Asher, and Karis. Well, Stephen, we would love to hear you share your story of how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I know you were raised in a Christian home, godly parents who loved the Lord, and you had, uh, let's see, three siblings, is that right? Four siblings? Um, no, there were, there were five of us. Five of you. Yeah, four siblings, so five of you. Um, yeah. Go ahead and tell us your story, Stephen. Yeah, well, I like you said, I have been blessed to grow up in a Christian home. I, my mom and dad just so loved the Lord. And uh, we went to church, you know, as they say, every time the door was open. And um, my dad was a dairy farmer. He, a lot of people thought he was a minister because he was just always talking about the Lord. But um, so growing up, um, we went to church. But my dad, uh, he, he was just a genuine, genuine man who had a, a great relationship with God. Now, he was so far from perfect. But uh, my dad, uh, would read his Bible constantly. I, I I would walk by his bedroom sometimes at night, and he'd be laying in bed reading his Bible or uh, reading uh, perhaps a Christian biography. And he was always talking with his kids, uh, talking with us about the Lord. Uh, I can remember so many times just sitting at the at the dinner table or or something like that, and just uh, him telling us Bible stories. Um, also him telling us about great men and women of God that he would read about and just always challenging us to live for God. Mm. But uh, j- just to show you a little bit of how genuine it, it, it really was, um, my dad loved to sing and uh, sing praises to the Lord. I, I never heard him sing anything other than just, you know, just songs about the Lord. And uh, But he could be on the, the backside of the pasture, you know, working with the cows by himself or something like that, or working on a tractor. And I could, I could walk back there to where he is by himself. And before I even get there, sometimes I could, I could hear him singing. And, uh, you know, so he, he just genuinely had a focus on the Lord. That's and, wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, just so both of your parents have gone on to glory, by the way. What? Yeah. Yes. My mama died. I want to say about four years ago. And then daddy died, uh, about two, years ago yeah mm-hmm. so, so uh, godly heritage yeah 
Well, um, it does not mean you're a Christian. You're not born a Christian. So that's right. That's right. And that was part of the struggle years when I got to be about uh, 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. fell under deep conviction. I just, I knew God was real. I mean, I, I, I never doubted that there was a God. I never doubted uh, all the things about Jesus and his death on the cross and everything the Bible taught us about salvation. I just couldn't, I just couldn't seem to take that step mm-hmm. and um, just holding out. And, uh, but there, there was a young man who was in our youth group. His, he, his dad was the pastor of the church where we attended in Sandersville. Actually, the church was called Sisters Baptist Church. Sisters. And, uh, his, yes, Sisters Baptist Church. Was that part of the community and, or did, what's the story yeah, behind there's, that? Yeah, there's, there's a story behind it that started in the 1700s, but I could tell that later. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, Another time. that's what it was called. Yes. Um, but his name was Andy. And Andy had a burden for me to come to know the to come to know the Lord. He was a couple of years older than me. He was about thirteen or fourteen at the time. I was about ten or eleven. And I would go to church, and literally, I would um, I, I could I could be sitting there during the invitation after the pastor has preached, and I could hear during a prayer to come forward. I could hear Andy whispering my name and I, and I would be embarrassed, <laughs> you know, and I'd look over at him, you know, wanting him to, you know, be quiet. And he's trying to whisper, you know, Stephen, how about now, Stephen, you know, don't you want, don't you want to? And I'd look over at him embarrassed and there'd be a tear, you know, just running down his face. I'm sorry to get choked up. just even telling it now. And, um, but he, um, he told me years later, um, we were talking, this was probably when we were both in our late twenties. And, uh, he said, uh, he said back during those years, he was so burdened for me. He said he, he made a pact with God that he wouldn't stop praying for me until, until I gave my life to Christ. And, um, you know, after he finished college, he uh, hooked up with a ministry called Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, he still works for them today. So, uh, he, yeah, lives wow. out in Cal- Colorado. Thirteen years old and burdened for another person's soul mm-hmm. like that. That's Ooh. phenomenal. Yeah. So, I'm I'm assuming you got saved when you were eleven. Uh, no, how, how, how long did he year, have to I follow think, through no, on that I'm path? Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he he. Uh, let's see. I was. Uh, it was probably six months into it gotcha. that uh, I walked forward one Sunday night. And I'm telling you, when I, 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 his dad was down front, like most pastors would, that that, uh, that that did it this way. And I gave my life to Christ with his dad praying for me on my knees there in front of the church. And uh, But I remember standing up, and when I made eye contact with Andy, I mean, we both just wept, you know. But yeah, it was on a Sunday night when, when I was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. At Sisters Baptist Church. At Sisters. In Baptist Sandersville, church. Georgia. Yeah. So you are following Jesus as a, a young man then, becoming well, a teenager. Yeah, yeah. So so this this is a little bit of my testimony that I sometimes share. Mm-hmm. Had a few things that have happened. So uh, got into my high school. Well, first let me back up. When I was in the sixth grade, growing up on the farm, um, one afternoon we were doing what's called grinding feed. It was we had what's called a feed grinder, and it would grind food for our cattle. It's kind of a little bit hard to explain because when I tell this, some people think, you know, that 
I fell over into the, the machine, which did not happen. But the outside of the machine had several cogs and different things that turned. Most of the machines had a shield over this part of the, the instrument. <clears throat> and, and the feed grinder hooks up to a tractor with a uh, what's called a PTO shaft that turns, and that turns the machine. Our machine did not have a shield over this portion mm-hmm. that was turning on the outside. And I got too close to it, and it grabbed my jacket and snatched me over into the part that was turning. I don't remember anything other than standing there and then just, it was like just waking up from a sleep. I just w- woke up on the ground. My uh, my jacket, my jersey, football jersey that I had on at the time, was I had no shirt on. It was all ripped to shreds. Uh, I was gushing blood. Uh, the guy that worked for my dad at the time, one of the guys on the, worked for him on the farm, was actually a, a minister. He put me in the back of his car rushed me to the hospital. He said later, he said, I would have given about two cents for your life. He said, because to me, you were dead. He said, there's no way this young man is going to survive this. Wow. How old were you, Stephen? So, I was uh, I, I was about, I want to say about 10, 11 years old. So this wasn't long after my salvation experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I, I, my dad who was the dairy farmer and his brother, who was also a dairy farmer, were out of town on a business trip. They had come back into town and were sitting at a local restaurant that, if your listeners know Sandersville, everybody's going to know this restaurant. But it was called the Dairy Lane, kind of like a Dairy Queen. But uh, they were sitting in there when somebody came in and told them that their son had been in an accident involving the feed grinder. And they didn't know if I was dead or alive. They didn't know anything about my condition. So my uncle and my dad sitting there, daddy says that he just assumed that that I was not alive, but assumed that if I was alive, that was probably in unbearable pain. So he said they prayed before they left. And he said, I just told the Lord, Lord, you've given me a son and I've given him back to you. And if you've chosen to take him, I'm going to accept that. But he said, he said, he just prayed that the Lord would not allow me to be in any pain if I was alive. So I can remember just there on the operating table, my dad walking in, and, and I was conscious, wasn't in any pain, and him asking me, wasn't in any pain? And I said, no. And really through that whole experience, there was not, uh, there was not any real tremendous pain mm-hmm. uh, to speak of. And I really think the Lord honored my dad's request. Mm-hmm. By, I, I don't have any scars on my body. You know, from from that. Wow. wow. Was so, it internal injuries? No, what, no. What it was, was the mostly injury with the blood, gushing blood, and all that. Yeah, there was a there, part of it was a head injury. My head was was very swollen from from uh, getting hit. Had some other cuts around my, my face. Not not much there, but mm-hmm. really more around my chest, where uh, the especially the bar that that was turning. Uh, left a deep scar there across my chest, but then I had a lot of a lot of scarred up areas around my arms. You know, even you know taking my blood pressure, uh, they had to hold off doing that at times just because of the you know just the, the sores that were there. Wow! Wow! So, uh, yeah. so the Lord wasn't through with you on Earth, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So from there, uh, I tell how. You know, I got into high school, and during those years, you know, I was just kind of uh, 
well, let me back up a little bit. When I was in the 11th grade, there was something that happened. Me and three other people were coming back from Milledgeville to Sandersville, which is our hometown. We had been water skiing uh, at, uh, at the lake in Milledgeville. So we were coming back, and our truck, um, it was kind of a rainy afternoon, and the truck started hydroplaning. So we had a wreck. It mm. threw the truck flipped end over end after hitting a a, a little um, drainage pipe on the side of the road. So it threw as the truck was flipping. It threw me and my brother and another guy, our neighbor, who was in the truck. My first cousin was driving. He was the only one that didn't get thrown out of the back window. Mm. And uh, so it threw three of us out of the back window as it was flipping. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is my parents, there again, were at home. They just began to sense that something was something was wrong and God was impressing on, on them to pray for their children. So they had gotten on their knees, were praying for us, and then they got a call to come to the hospital. There had been a wreck. And what's amazing is there was a, there was a man who lived in a trailer out in the field who was standing on his porch. It was the only house or any, anywhere around this area. He saw it happen. He said, I, I saw bodies just flying everywhere. He just happened to work work for the ambulance department, EMT. Or, uh, mm-hmm. But anyhow, so he called, got there pretty quickly. But I got up on one side of the truck. My brother, who landed on a totally different side of the truck, got up. We were okay. My brother had a little scratch on his back that required a few stitches. Our neighbor, who was thrown the furthest, he was okay. He had a little, little bit of a fracture, had to spend one night in the hospital, but he was okay. But here's the amazing part. So when the truck quit, quit flipping, it landed on all fours. But what's amazing is the back window was lying in the bed of the truck as if, to me, I, I think about it this way. It's as if an angel as the truck was flipping, just just guided us, took took that window, just kind of set it back there. Mm-hmm. And it's like the hand of the Lord was just on us, is all I can say. He just protected us that afternoon. In this journey, looking back, you know, just knowing that, man, God had a plan. God had a purpose. Right. And, you know, he's going to fulfill it. Live long enough. Yeah. Seems like <laughs> yeah. some people have near-death experiences, but for you to have those two accidents, prior to being out of high school mm-hmm. is significant. Um, especially in light of the nature of those accidents, this wasn't necessarily stupidity on your part. You know, a lot of kids do stupid things that cause, I mean, obviously you probably shouldn't have got too close to the feed grinder, but exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know all the circumstances surrounding you. You shared a lot of it there, but you know, maybe it should have been driving a little slower or whatever, but it wasn't, you know, like you were putting yourself extremely risky behavior on your part mm. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we really wasn't because uh, the thing about that stretch of highway is there's chalk mines or ever uh, the county I grew up in, Washington County, is the kale and capital of the world, which is uh, you know the technical term for chalk. And but when that chalk gets on the high, on the highway and it rains a little bit, it's like a slick right. film. That just covers it, and so that was a part of it. We probably wasn't going but fifty-five miles an hour, but right. um, but yeah, we started yeah. hydroplane. Not to say that you were driving recklessly, but yeah, even and I've heard that many times. Where just the, at the very beginning of rain is the worst because it's got all that slick still, and it's just kind of getting it all all wet. And I know I, I studied to be an EMT for a little bit, and I know that 
the car crashes, car accidents where a car spins like that, that's going to be the most deadly where you'll find the most deaths is any kind of spin, you know, whether it be impact or T-bone or whatever, it's when a car spins, that's where you're going to find the most. Mm-hmm. And in this wow. case, you're saying every single person, you know, was able to stand up and walk away from that one perfectly fine. Well, besides a few minor injuries. Yeah. So Steve, before you, we, you know, take the it, mystery to yeah. me, the mystery to me is that, you know, knowing that the car had flipped for me to land on one side and my brother to land mm. on the, the opposite side. And then my, our neighbor who landed in an actually a different direction, you, you think, well, the safest thing would be is for God to have us all land on one side. So just miss us all. But it's like, how did it not hit one of us? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do want to ask you this question, this detail about, do you remember flying through the air? I don't. I can remember. I can remember uh, sliding into the ditch, and uh, and but that was pretty much it. Okay. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Weekly Interview on Sound of Truth. We want to invite you back next week as we continue our discussion with Pastor Stephen Adams. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.